89.3 FM Nigeria Info. Welcome to Hard Facts with Sandra Ezekwesili. My name is Ezugu Chukudi. I promise that he was made for interesting radio today. And I'm pretty confident that, you know, from three o'clock, you have had an interesting experience on the show. On Hard Facts today, the conversation is on the meeting between organized labor and the federal government. And this is owing to, you know, the deliberations or negotiations between the federal government and organized labor over the hike in electricity tariff and also um, pump price. Now, the federal government will today, already in a meeting, you know, um, discuss with the Nigeria Labor Congress and the Trade Union Congress on the threat by the organized labor to proceed on an indefinite strike and protest over the hike in electricity tariffs and fuel pump price. The FG is expected to unfold its palliative plans during the Pali, which would hold at the Banquet Hall, Presidential Villa Abuja. The Deputy Director of Press and Public Relations, Federal Ministry of Labor and Employment, Charles Akban, disclosed the meeting date in an email which was shared widely yesterday. Now, in the email, he said, you know, the Honorable Minister for Labor, Dr. Chris Ngige, will host representatives of organized labor. And the meeting is already, you know, on. It started at 3 p.m. A lot of people have looked at the situation and they have said it appears like, you know, there would be uh, no going forward or no going backwards with respect to the decision made by the federal government and the stance of organized labor. You would recall that the FG and the unions had met penultimate Tuesday, but the dialogue ended in a deadlock following the failure of the government to reverse the price increase or offer palliatives to cushion the effects on the workers. The NLC and TUC subsequently declared strike and protest scheduled comments from Tuesday. Now, it's interesting to note that this would be just days before Nigeria celebrates 60 years of of her independence. And people are saying, you know, this would, to a considerable degree, uh, you know, put pressure on the government to take action. Both unions said that they would collaborate to execute the industrial action for maximum effect. And rising from a meeting in Abuja on Tuesday, National Executive Council of the NLC, comprising the chairpersons of the 36 states and the Federal Capital Territory, endorsed the decision earlier taken by the Central Working Committee of the Congress on the strike last Wednesday. And the CWC had handed down a two-week ultimatum to the federal government to reverse the price hike or face industrial action. The TUC had also mobilized its affiliate members to participate in the proposed civil disobedience. Now, people are saying, in 2020, we are faced with a lot of issues. And whether we like it or not, we must take hard decisions. And these decisions would affect the generality of Nigerians. But it's important that we make sacrifices to ensure that in the end, we would be better off. Other people are saying, well, if we talk about sacrifices, we're looking at public officials and the fact that it would appear like it is only the people of Nigeria who are expected to make these sacrifices and they do not. He would help me make sense of this conversation. And I'm talking of Comrade Murphy Abadoni. Thank you so much for joining me on Hard Facts, Comrade Murphy Abadoni. Thank you very much, Chipodi. Uh, Good evening, uh, listeners. Now, Comrade Murphy, I understand, you know, as a comrade and considering the time, you are really very, very busy. 
but I must extend my appreciation to you for making time to join us to have this conversation. And I'm pretty confident that at the end of our deliberation, a lot of Nigerians would really understand what the issues are. Let me just go straight to the first question. We're looking at the NLC and the TUC and also the federal government on the other hand. And it would appear like none of these gladiators, in quotes, would, you know, adjust their stance. They are determined on the part of the federal government to go ahead with the plan. And the NLC is, the NLC and the TUC, or organized labor, are convinced that nothing would make them adjust their stance. Let me ask, Comrade Buffy, a lot of people have spoken about the timing, the right time to take action. What do you make of this situation? Is there a possibility that we can call a truce do something that would not culminate in the strike that organized labor has already called for? Thank you very much. I think uh, to, to start with, I'm, I'm uh, very, very sure that uh, the federal government uh, and labor will eventually... Uh, will eventually because now there's, there's already a scheduled meeting uh, for today. Yes. Uh, which labor uh, has uh, made very clear that they are going to attend that meeting. And uh, even Nigerian Governors uh, Forum also has uh, called for an emergency meeting too, uh, as a result of uh, the labor uh, proposed strike. So I'm, I'm very sure, I'm very, very sure that at the end of the day, before the end of today, the federal government may uh, also have uh, uh, some other uh, alternative solutions to uh, offer to labor. First of all, uh, I don't have a problem with the increment so far, especially the increment on petroleum uh, on fuel. The problem is the timing, and which Labour has also made very clear. I think I align with the position of Labour completely on this. The electricity tariff increment is completely needless. We don't need that for now. We don't even have the electricity that like we should. So that's for are you actually considering the time. We are just uh, we are not we are not even out of the COVID nineteen pandemic yet. Almost everybody is struggling to survive now. If you if you go out, you need to listen to Nigerians. What people are just talking about now is how to feed. People are not talking about luxury. People are just concerned about how they can put food on their table for their family and the rest. So, for me, even when the regulation uh, is is the way to go, all of us wanted it. But at this point, so many countries of the world are actually looking for ways to make life bearable for their people. This is not the right time to bring in all the increments at the same time. Look at the increment in fuel, the uh, electricity tariff, VAT, not quite, not quite some months, VAT was increased to 7.5. .7 Go to your bank, check the way they charge you these days. Hmm. There are hidden charges left, right, and center. Where, where are this money coming from? Hmm. Why, you, why you, do you want to kill Nigerians because, uh, because uh, you want to generate funds? Even when we agree that uh, uh, the mono economy that we operate has not helped us as, as, a, as, a, as a people. But Comrade Murphy, a lot of people say, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. They're looking at the year 2020 and they're saying, you know, at this time, we must cut costs. We must do all that we can to see that we start from today to correct um, the mistakes that have put us in a very difficult situation. Do you agree with people who say, well, I mean, it's the pain that we will feel today for the joy that will come tomorrow? 
yes, of course, it's, uh, it's, it's very natural to do so. But the point is, who are those that should be doing that? Who are those that should be cutting costs? That is what we are asking. Our National Assembly members, including lawmakers at state level, are still earning very, very big. Hmm. Just recently, a, a governor in a Nigerian state dished out 30 million naira to the Nigerian police for doing a job that they have been paid at Benicio to do. And I'm, I'm very sure you are aware of that story. Yes. Then, you ask yourself, is it in the same country where people are suffering? Is it in the same country when the government is overtaxing the people to generate funds? Just very recently, too, very, very much recently, a governor in Nigeria bought cars for as of um, federal uh, representatives. Is that a country that does, that, does this show that country is broke? Hmm. These are people who are overpaid in Abuja. These are people who government bought cars worth millions for very recently too. So you ask yourself, our, our leaders, I mean our political office holders, are they acting? They may preach that Nigeria is broke. But does it reflect in their conduct, the way they, the way they, the way they spend money? Does it show that Nigeria is actually broke? So for me, cutting down should start from the government. That is the bottom line. I was, bottom line of what I'm trying to say. Hmm. Our our lawmakers, both the, the the Senate and the House of Rep members, should at this juncture come together and begin to see how they can have a round meeting discussion with the executives. So that you cut costs and use some of these monies you are wasting to invest in this project, this infrastructure that you preach about, which is a work on development. I an average Nigerian wants railway. An average Nigerian wants good uh, road network. An average Nigerian wants 24 hours electricity. That is good, but you don't have to kill us to raise the money. Hmm. If, 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 if you overtax Nigerians to raise money, who is going to enjoy the road? Hmm. So if we have to cut costs, you start from those in government. How many Nigerians are actually working in government? Less than 1%. Hmm. Less than 1%. That is just the truth. Majority of Nigerians are informal people. Hmm. People who do one form of business or the other to keep life going. Now, comrade, comrade, yeah. sorry. It's interesting that you mentioned cutting costs and... Yeah. You know, governments in its part doing its bit to see that, you know, Nigerians see that they are making sacrifices on their part. But in the meeting, they are expected to unfold palliative plans. Will you be, you know, will you, will you be confident that we're going to make a headway looking at this situation if in the palliative plan it would include that public officials are going to, you know, take a pay cut and whatever funds saved from this pay cut would be channeled into making lives better for Nigerians. Do you think it's possible that this will be included in that palliative plan? If, if, if that, what Lebo is asking, if, if, if I have to go back to that, what Lebo is asking is not cutting costs per se. Lebo is saying government should revert its decision. What Lebo is asking is very simple. And if you, if you, if you are ready, what Labour has said so far. Labour is not saying the increment uh, in petroleum uh, uh, pump price is wrong. Labour is not saying don't deregulate. But Labour is saying 
don't deregulate at this point that COVID-19 pandemic has eaten deep on our economy and, and all that. So whatever palliative government is going to bring, all you and I know how the palliative that was, uh, 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 that was given in quotes during the uh, COVID-19 thing went. It was only on, on newspapers and television we read about it. So whatever political government is bringing, whatever co- uh, way they're going to cut costs, then that money should be used to do whatever government needs money for instead of increasing pump price at this time, instead of increasing uh, uh, um, um, electricity tariff at this point. It's as simple as that. And I hope that Labour will be able to discuss towards that uh, dimension. If you have to cut costs, if you have to raise money from whatever, go ahead. But don't tax Nigeria, don't overtax Nigerians at this point. Cancel the electricity tariff increment. Cancel the, 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 the regulation for now, for now, for now. That is just, it's so simple for now. And I hope that Labour will be able to hold their stand. Though even, even the federal government has also uh, made it very clear that there's no going back. Hmm. Federal government made it very clear. And if you watch again, you'll also discover that federal government seems not to be very bothered about this uh, uh, proposed strike by labor. Hmm. Apart, from, apart from the meeting that federal government has called for today, before now, federal government seems not to really care. And I, I, must also, uh, I must also chip this in, that labor too, because of... Uh, uh, in the, you see that in the past, labor has uh, one way or the other try to embark on some irrelevant, so to say, strikes. Mm. So this time around, to an average Nigerian, and, and I'm very sure you would have noticed, you see that people are not even bothered. People are just going about their businesses. Today is Thursday. Tomorrow is Friday. A strike is, is proposed for Monday. I've gone to some of the banks. There's no queue anywhere as a result of the proposed strike. People are not queuing to withdraw money to stock their house. People are not... People seem... Are you there with me? Yes, I can hear you loud and clear. Uh, people, people, people seem not to be bothered. The same way the government are not really bothered. Why is it so? Because labor in the past too has not really done very well. That is why people are beginning to lose. If you okay, even as I speak to you, you study, there, there's been a kind of silence from the civil society quarters. You understand? And there's no way labor is going to embark on any... If the strike has to be successful, without the input of the civil society, I don't know if you get me. Yes. But now the civil society seems not to be bothered. There's, there's nothing. There's no much coming from that quarters, meaning that the strike may not really make any uh, meaningful impact if at all labor decides to go ahead. So I think it will be better that they they reach a a a. a, a after today's meeting, Labour should be able to find out, find a, a, a soft landing so that they don't go on this strike. It's, it's, for me, the strike is not even needed at this time. People are just struggling here and there. Embarking on strike will further impoverish the people again. Hmm. That is the truth. The same people you are trying to rescue, if you embark on strike, people are just trying to recover now, now that uh, the, the, the uh, lockdown is uh, partially uh, uh, suspended or partially being, uh, uh, how do I put it? Because now people can really easily go about their business. Lockdown is between uh, 12 midnight 
and uh, 4 a.m. now, and normally nobody will even do any business within those hours. So it's, it's as good as life has gradually gone back to normal. And people are just trying to, to come up again. And you are asking people to go on strike. How do you cater for these people? For those, those that very percentage of people, that as little as that percentage, those who work in government, as far as their salary may be, but they were the people who also enjoyed the COVID-19 era too, because after every 30 days, they were getting a lot. Those who need to sell, to go and sell, those who need to go to market, those who need to do those laborers, those who need to go out every other day to earn, suffer a lot. And these are people who are just trying to come. Look at, for instance, look at those who teach in private schools. Throughout this period of COVID-19, they didn't earn a dime. And these are people with families to cater for, some of them with aged parents, relatives, and all that. They didn't earn a dime because the private school owners did not pay anybody any salary. But those in government were earning as bad as it may be, but they were earning. So if you are proposing embarking on a strike, fine and good. But how do people survive? These are people who are just coming up from the uh, COVID-19 uh, problems, and you, are, you want them to go on strike. I don't see how, I don't see people really uh, 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 aligning with labor on this uh, proposed strike. And I pray that at the end of today's meeting, labor should be able to have a, a very reasonable discussion, a very robust discussion that will end in favor of Nigerians. All, 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 right, all right, Comrade Murphy, a lot of Nigerians are thinking if it's possible to have a win-win situation. Now, we understand that the reason why, you know, there would be deliberation in the first place is so that they can negotiate and say, okay, meet us halfway. Let us see how, you know, we, we keep our plans while not putting too much pressure on Nigerians. Do you think that we can have a win-win situation looking at the present uh, situation of things in Nigeria today? Uh, I don't know. I don't understand clearly what you mean by win-win situation anyway. Now, uh, but, let, let me explain. Mm. Now, certain people, like you, you mentioned the issue with, you know, organized labor and how people have lost confidence because of, in, in the past, you know, um, ventures that people consider not too relevant as affecting yeah. the interest of the people. Now, what I'm saying is the federal government says we can no longer pay subsidy, for example, and in order to ensure that Nigerians enjoy um, constant electricity supply, this is what we intend to do. Now, organized labor is saying, looking at the present reality and the condition that Nigerians are faced with, you must go back to status quo. Now, if the government says it's impossible to go back to status quo because of the issues that we are faced with, and organized labor is saying you must go back, is there any way we can find a common ground that would say, okay, not bad for government, not bad for the people? Okay, good, good. Uh, I, I think that would have been a very perfect option. But that is going to be very difficult too, considering government's position. Government made it clear that, well, petroleum uh, deregulation has come to say that it's not going back. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I don't know how the government is looking at this. Maybe if I were, if I were in the position of authority, maybe I would suspend the electricity tariff for now. Nigerians 
don't have enough electricity for now. Even when I understand that government is saying for us to enjoy better electricity supply, we need electricity uh, tariff increment. But that is not how it should be. That is not how things are done anywhere. You give us the electricity first, then you bill us. But now you are billing us ahead of stable electricity. It's not done anywhere. It's not done anywhere. Provide the electricity first of all, too. In fact, as an, as an individual, I am more pained by the increment of the electricity tariff than even the uh, uh, price increment. Do you know why? Why? We don't have the electricity. We don't have enough of it. Then secondly, this government has not ensured that every house in Nigeria is metered so that even when you do your increment, people can now decide to adjust their usage. I don't know if you are getting me. I'm with you. People can decide to adjust their usage. If you have, for instance, you have two deep freezers in the house, you can decide to drop one somewhere. You can decide to send one to your village and use one. If you have three-bedroom apartments, if there's nobody in two rooms, you put off the fan, you put off the uh, electric bulb and whatever gadgets there. Did you get my point? Yes. Just like you use your, your, your GSM phone. When it's not convenient for you to make a call, you send an SMS for four naira. When it's not convenient for you to do that, you flash. Do you get? Yes. At least there's the communication. But in this case, majority of Nigerian houses are not metered. And the most killing thing is this estimated billing system, which nobody has been able to even justify. You wake up in the morning, you just see a, a crazy bill on your gate. They drop it there. Some, they definitely drop it there quietly and walk away. They just give you two days, they are carrying ladder up and down. Where on earth in this 21st century are you seeing people carrying ladder about? If you meet at every house, if people don't buy cars, they don't use light. And if they do buy, they use it the way they want. You can choose to switch off your television if you like. You can choose not to use your car to pump water if you like. You use alternatives. But in this case, because the houses are not metered, then, too, I must not even forget to say this. Federal government sold, uh, 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 what was it called, NEPA or PSCN, yes. as, as, it, as it's been called. It was sold and federal government realized our 400 billion naira, if I'm right. But over the years, government has spent trillions, too, on the same organization. And you ask yourself... What kind of investment is this? It was so that government realized 400, 400 billion naira. And government has now put in of trillions, money amounting to trillions, into the same investment. Hmm. What kind of investment is this? What kind of uh, privatization is this? What kind of agreement did they have with these investors? And who actually are these investors? Everywhere in the world, we know what it is to say you are coming to invest. You must have one or two Physical, uh, physical, uh, 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 um, there must be, be physical evidence of things you intend to offer to the people. You are coming to invest, and you have not seen anything. Just electric pool, we have not seen. A transformer, we have not seen. The only thing that has changed is just name, and the only thing that they have improved on is the billing. That is the only thing so far that, has been, that they have improved on is the billing. Come to your house at any time to drop crazy bills. Come back to carry poles and and all sorts. 
so these are the areas. That is why sometimes you see people feeling very aggrieved with the government. It's as good. It's as good as the government is not protecting the interests of Nigerians. Because if you say we must deregulate, fine and good. What about the electricity tariff increment? What for? At this point, what do we need it for? Are you pushing us to to, to enrich the pocket of investors? Elsewhere in the world, I agree, electricity is not cheap. Even in Europe or America, only electricity is not cheap. But you have stable electricity and you have options. Just the same way you have your your uh, different uh, telecom companies today in Nigeria. You can with hundred naira, you can choose to to get a new SIM. You can even swap. Mm. You can swap your SIM. You can buy a new SIM. At every bus stop, they are even giving SIMs for free. Once you are fed up with one network, once they don't they don't treat you fine, you switch. We don't have that yet in the uh, 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 in in the LSD industry. And you are talking about tariff increment. So we don't need that at, at this point. You don't need that. You don't need to frustrate us to enrich investors. Investors in quotes, we don't even know who they are. And they have not really improved on anything. That is my, my anger. They have not really improved on anything. Mm. The light is still where it is. Now, people, now, are still, people are still shouting up Nepal now, now, in this 21st century. Now, Comrade Abadoni, I would like you to just pause. I'll take a short break. When we return, we'll begin to look at solutions, solutions, solutions. Please stay tuned to 99.3 FM, Nigeria Info. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Hard Facts on 99.3 FM, Nigeria Info. I still have on the telephone Comrade Murphy Abadoni. And we are discussing the situation between organized labor and the federal government. Everyone is, you know, hoping that the deliberation today would allow for a resolution of the situation. And hopefully we would avert a nationwide industrial action. At this time, it's important that we get creative, you know, come up with ideas that would help us find lasting solutions to the problems that beguile our nation's development. Comrade Murphy, thank you very much for your patience. Um, I will begin to wrap now. I would like to ask questions with respect to action that must be taken to see that the government puts to good use all of the funds generated and monies also borrowed. And hopefully in a year, in two years, in five years, Nigerians will begin to see the effect or the impact of the work of government. Let us talk about moving forward and what we must do. First, let us begin with the federal government. The federal government has said, we're looking at the situation. There is really no money for frivolities. It's important that everything we get now, we channel into infrastructure development or action that would benefit or impact the lives of Nigerians directly. If, in your opinion, Mr. Um, Comrade Murphy Abadoni, the federal government is committed to ensuring that Nigerians feel the impact of government, where do you think we must begin from when we look at the problem of power in Nigeria? Thank you very much. I think uh, I will expect that labor should demand that government should review the contracts they went into with those that invested in that uh, industry. Hmm. I, I want labor. And that is why sometimes, too, some of us just just get tired of the kind of demands labor makes. I expect a labor at this time 
that will be demanding that the salaries and the allowances, especially the allowances of Nigerian lawmakers, should be drastically reduced. Now that Nigeria is broke and we need money, our lawmakers shouldn't be earning that big. I can't wait to see that labor that will threaten or embark on a strike, demanding that government in a country where minimum wage is 30,000 naira, that we are even celebrating. And lawmakers are taking millions monthly. Lawmakers earn more than professors. In fact, what a lawmaker takes a month, I don't, I, I, I don't know how long it will take a professor to end that in the university sector. So I can't wait to see that labor that will demand that salaries of lawmakers should be drastically reduced. I mean the allowances. Can't who says that it's impossible that so many countries are doing that now. They are cutting salaries of government officials as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. Because it's, whether you like it or not, the COVID-19 has hit the world, the world economy, including even better economies are suffering it today. How much more Nigeria, uh, it's not what uh, countries ought to say. So in moving forward, Government must understand that in trying to provide infrastructures for the people, the people need to be alive, the people need to feel the positive impact of their government. And by so doing, you need to understand that you do not push all the bills to the people because you want to raise money. Government should cut costs. That's why I'm specifically mentioning the uh, lawmakers, there are any support. And if you if you if you cut half of what they take as allowances, I bet you, Nigeria may not necessarily have to increase electricity tariff and and uh, fuel price hmm. at this point. If you slash the allowances by half, they will still be rich anyway. If you slash the allowances by half, they will still be rich. And unfortunately, unfortunately for 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 us. There is no lawmaker that is, that is even poor at the issue because the way politics is run here, an average poor man cannot even afford the nomination forms of Nigerian political parties. Hope you get it. Yes. So an average lawmaker is rich at the issue. So we can decide to start from there. I understand that the executive does not, does not have the power. The president does not have such powers. That is why I'm challenging labor, civil society, and Nigerians in general to begin to make demands in such, make such demands so that we can raise money. Since governments have acknowledged that we need money, you can't get the money from Nigerians that are already poor. We are too poor for, for you to begin to tax us left, right, and center. Government, too, is even the same list labor. That is why labor should not only wait until they are directly involved. Look at the way banks are taxing us these days. Labor never threatened any strike about it. Banks are taxing people left, right, and sometimes you don't even know what they are charging you for. Sometimes you don't even get a lot that you are being charged, except you are very vigilant and you are monitoring your account balances. That is where you discover that maybe you, if you deposit a 10,000 naira into your account, give it a week or two, check. If you are lucky, you have 8,000 naira. If you double 10,000 without making any withdrawal, you can't meet 10,000 there. So these are issues that are affecting 
Nigerians, left, right, and center. And government seems not to be bothered. The labor that is supposed to be our hope, the hope of the government too, seems not to be bothered until they are directly involved. How can you be celebrating 30,000 naira minimum wage and lawmakers are taking millions monthly? And we go to the same market at the end of the day. We buy from the same market. We live in the same economic environment. So these are the issues for concern. Then government must also begin to look beyond this unnecessary taxation. I agree crude oil price is nothing to write home about for now. But even at that, too, government is raising money through customs. Government is making money from maritime and the rest of it. We need to put this money into use judiciously rather than continue, continuous overtax, uh, continue to overtax Nigerians. There are various other ways government can raise money. And it's not just raising the money, but putting it into judicious use, because that has been even our major challenge. Even when we had the oil boom, even when Nigeria was raking in money from sales of crude oil, we didn't utilize it. That is why we landed ourselves here. We didn't utilize it. Most of the money that were supposed to be used for this project that we're talking about today ended up in individual pockets. That is why you have rich individuals that are richer than Nigeria. He said that they are politicians or they are indirectly uh, directly or directly connected to the political class. You have individuals that are richer than the country. Even the money that Nigeria is talking about, the money they are looking for, individuals have it. Individuals and the same those individuals who continue to make more money. Those are the ones that will have the privilege to become governors. Those are the ones that will have the privilege to become senators. Those are the ones that will have the privilege to become ministers. So the, you see that the, the, the gap, the, the, the gap between the rich and the poor getting wider. So government must begin to understand that the people need to be alive if you must leave them, if you must govern them. They must be alive and their interests must be paramount. You are, you are a leader because you are leading people. If there's nobody to lead you, you are not a leader. Then labor must also learn to be proactive. Labor must learn to be proactive. Labor must sometimes bring ideas. The labor can bring in ideas, tell government, how to generate money. Civil servants should also, through labor, can propose to government how to make more money. When you make more money, you have every right to also demand for more pay. I don't know if you are getting my point. Yes, I But am. this idea of all of us putting our hands, waiting for a year money that is no longer coming now, we are now resorting to taxing Nigerians that do not even have the money in the first place. It's wrong. We can't. Mm. We can't make any headway this way. We can't make any headway this way. Comrade Murphy Abadoni, I would like to leave you on the line and take other calls so that we can just have, you know, a robust conversation. 0700-993-993-993. Hello? 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 Ah, the plan no work. Hello? Okay, so this is what I'm going to do, Comrade Murphy Abadoni. I'll yeah. let you go. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for spending time with us. I know I promised it was going to be short, but I mean, you have really shared insight with respect to the conversation. And we hope that organized labor and the federal government will find a common ground so that in the end, Nigerians will be better off for it. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Now I am going to head to the phone lines and take as many calls as possible before I wrap on hard facts. 
going to take as many calls as possible. Hello? Hello? Yeah, good evening. Good evening. What's your name and where are you calling from? Yeah, Mr. Mike. Michael Job is my name. Michael Job calling me from where? Yeah, from Suleri. You're welcome, Michael Job. Go ahead. Are you confident yeah, yeah, that the yeah, meeting between way. the NLC yeah. and, the, and, and the federal government will end yeah, in what will make Nigerians happy? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, the, 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 removing the subsidy on fair and fuel somehow is good. As far as I'm concerned, we don't need to pay those, we don't need to continue to pay that subsidy again. But if that increment in, uh, in, in light, in electricity, is what I don't support. So you understand? Then again, if we need to reduce the, the, the house, the, the two houses we have in Nigeria, we don't need them. The senators and the legislators. I think we need only one. That amount going to those two houses is enough to do a lot of good things in Nigeria. Hmm. That's mine. All, All right. right. All okay. right, thank you very much for your contribution advocating for a unicameral legislative arm of government. Hello? Hello? Good evening. Good evening. What's your name and where are you calling from? Yeah, my name is Pastor Yakubu. I'm calling from uh, Bega. Pastor Yakubu from Bega. You're welcome. Go ahead, Pastor. Thank you. I don't know whether it was on your show or the other lady that uh, this spokesman to the government that uh, is more like an Oibo man. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Mr. my brother. That the challenge we have with this discourse people that have entered contact with the government is what he calls then debt pill. For those contracts that are clauses that they put there that are almost like was the person really in his mind or he was under some hypnotization because he signed. How do you enter a contract with an individual and then he says when you want to collect a contract, you pay him maybe $20 million or $30 million? He made reference to the Mandela Plateau, how they have to settle out of court or how they have, you know, I listened to that conversation for about two hours then. Now, that's the challenge we'll find ourselves with in Nepal. I can tell you this, my brother. I live at the outskirts of Lagos. After moving out of Lagos, I was using prepaid meter. But this is six years, I have not been able to connect light to my house. I'm living in darkness, coming out of light. Imagine. The reason is because I don't want prepared, uh, estimated being wake up in the morning and I have 50000 100000 to pay. How do I generate that money to pay? Hmm. So that's the challenge with Nepal. There is a conspiracy and a connivance between, I don't know whether they're in government or in whatever it is, that connive that... This thing will not work. And I pray God, the earlier we realize as Nigerians to be honest to ourselves. Because it is we that we are doing ourselves. Thank you so very much. All right. Thank you very much for your contribution, Pastor Yakub. Hello, Prince Wyess. Thank you, my dear. You're welcome, Prince Wyess. Go ahead. The Nigerian Labour Congress, the first question is we to throw to the government is that how much did they send our PSN to do disco and discos? Did they sell it as a scrap or what? Because the the the, the organizer you spend fifteen billion dollar, and that the day you sold it. That's what I find out. Because what what, what you are seeing now is that this would have bought this. Uh, 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 what did they call itself? Maybe in Nepal, maybe They don't have resources to manage the organization. Why am I saying this? Chikundi. Why can't they give up PP meter? If they are not ready to give up PP meter, boot them out. 
take the contract from them and give it to a reputable organization that can manage it. I think when they signed the contract 2013, they say five-year period. And that five-year period has lapsed. If they can't be able to give us what we need, yes, you take it away from them. And those who signed the contract, who are behind it, if they sign it perpetually that say this, this should continue hmm. managing the, 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 the organization, why? As it is now, if they give Nigeria to pay meters to Kudi, I'm telling you, that, be, that will be stable. Because they, were, they know one thing very clear, whether they give us light or they don't give us light, at the end of the month, they will give us a prepared being. We are supposed to pay like 2,000 naira, 5,000 naira, they give 15,000 naira. When you approach them, they go, okay, no worry. We are just go and pay. Go and pay some amount. When you paid, the one will remain for you to pay. They want it to the incoming one again. So for me, the, the Nigerian Labour Congress, people call them titular bulldogs. They must fight this thing. And there were legislators. In this country, we don't need two legislators, duplicator of law. Giving the pay them a very good salary, not the salary that matters to Kudi. The allowance they collect is the problem. So Nigeria we must rise up at the late Labour Congress in the last in the, in the last in the speaker of Nigeria because they 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 are member. You receive thirty thousand per month, and you, when you go to the market, you bought a bag of rice. The thirty thousand is finished. What are we talking about? So for me, today, if they want to come at today's meeting, they may not conclude the meeting, but the best thing to do is to that page here, is to make sure they refer that hmm. The uh, subsidy we are talking about, majority of Nigeria, we don't support this subsidy because they use the money to start from our resources. The best thing to do, I can only appeal to the government, maybe they will wait a bit until where this is uh, uh, private refinery, come on board. But if they can't wait, let us get the money for other sources. And that's something else. It's good. All that right. government want to share some of our plea. Mm. Yes, yes, they, 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 they intend to. Thank you very much, Prince Wires from Amuad of him. Ayo is calling me from Ekpe. Hello, Ayo. Yeah, God bless you. Good, good evening. God bless you, Ayo. You're welcome. Yeah. Now, the issue, I quite agree with the previous speaker concerning this issue of labor. Labor have not been proactive enough. What they are striking for is just a thing out of the mass of problems that we, we have. What they should have asked for is for them, for Nigerian government to slash down the number of houses that we have legislative. We don't need anybody in the House of Representatives. The House of Assembly in the state can take care of that one. The few senators can manage the one in federal. And again, I want to suggest to the Nigerian government that the reason why Nigerian citizens will continue to be impoverished is because our political officers are amassing wealth at the expense of the ordinary citizen. Now what they can do is this. Let us all go to the same boardroom. Let every politician be paid according to the certificates that they, are, they use to apply for the office. Mm. If anybody contested with school certificates, you will pay him according to school certificates. If anybody comes with a degree, you will pay him according to degree. You know, when all of us are on the same page, you will see even the legislative house will be fighting for the common man. But we are 
Hello? And Nigerians are looking for 30,000 naira. There's inequality. Hmm. That is my suggestion. All right, thank you very much for your contribution. Our final caller is Baba G, all the way from Badagri. Hello, Baba G. Hello, Shukudi. You're welcome, Baba G from Badagri. I greet you, sir. I greet you. Go ahead. You, you know, to get Nigeria iPhone is not an easy thing. hot cake, but the hottest cake. Thank you. Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, quickly, uh, the labor strike. Honestly, it's neither here nor there. I think most of the callers have spoken well because if you go on strike now, the ordinary man on the street will suffer. After coming out, we, we are still in the, the lockdown, partially, of the COVID-19. And many people, they are feeding from hand to mouth. And again, for you to get the federal government to listen to you, because if you negotiate with them without going on strike, they will not listen to you. Because the, the person you just called, your guest, he has spoken very well. Within space of time, not only for increase, you are talking about stamp duty, you are talking about illegal deduction from the bank, you are talking about electricity increase, and the people, they don't even know what to do. So, uh, as for me, Babaji, the labor, if they are going to go on strike, I think they should think twice, they should engage the government. Because the ordinary man on the street will suffer it more. Even I don't even know what to say. I'm still sitting on the fence. And the followers of the government that is always apologizing, appeal to the government. You'll be appealing them and they've not listened to you. Mm. So, Shukudi, continue with your good work. All right. I said my greeting to... Uh, Sandra oh, and I will go. Sandra, <laughs> yeah, thank you. All right, no problem, Babaji. Thank you so much. And thanks to everyone that reached out to make their contribution. Special thanks to Comrade Murphy Abadoni. Hopefully, at the end of, you know, the deliberations between organized labor and the federal government, you know, we would have a common ground and Nigerians would be better off for it. Please stay tuned to 99.3 FM, Nigeria Info.